Millions of children around the world are terrified of global warming. What can we say to help them? Welcome to Created Terrain, a podcast production of the Cornwall Alliance for the Stewardship of Creation. I'm Cal Beisner, president of the Cornwall Alliance. Our mission is to educate the public and policymakers on biblical earth stewardship, economic development for the poor, and the gospel of Christ, together with the biblical worldview, theology, and ethics that underlie it. Today, I want to talk with you about the sad fact that millions of children around the world are needlessly terrified of global warming. According to Woodland Trust, a UK nonprofit, 20% of people aged 16 to 24 would be willing to have fewer children than they would like to address climate change. 30% of 25 to 49 year olds would be willing to or have already decided to have fewer children than they would like. Almost one in three people aged 16 to 24, 33%, are scared when hearing about climate change, and 22% overall. CBS News reports, research shows most youth are extremely worried, quote-unquote, about it, leading to a phenomenon called climate anxiety. Kids and young adults who struggle with this can perceive they have no future or that humanity is doomed. A study published in Frontiers of Psychology last year asserted that youth's awareness of the negative effects of climate change brought distress, anger, or despair, and often worry, guilt, and hopelessness. So it's not surprising that people want to know what to do not just about the climate crisis, quote and unquote, but also about young people's fears about it. Well, recently, Scientific American published an article by Katie Weeman that featured statements by six climate experts about how they speak to their own children about climate change. Climate change threatens sweltering global temperatures, rising seas, catastrophic storms, and disappearing wildlife, Weeman began, as if none of these things has happened before. Just ask anyone who lived in America in the 1930s, the decade with more high-temperature records than any other in American history, whether temperatures were sweltering, especially without air conditioning. Nonetheless, Weeman continued, many of us worry about the data climate scientists generate, about the future we are leaving to our children. Yet many of these experts are parents themselves. So she asked these six climate scientists, what do you tell your children about the future, considering how climate change might impact their generation? The six include three researchers at the National Center for Atmospheric Research, or NCAR, in Boulder, Colorado, one from Colorado State University at Boulder, and one from the University of Colorado at Boulder, both institutions heavily influenced by NCAR, and one from the Lamont Doherty Earth Observatory at Columbia University in New York. Let's just say that's not a particularly random, unbiased sample. NCAR, CSU Boulder, UC Boulder, and Lamont Doherty Earth Observatory are deep pools of climate catastrophism. We shouldn't expect, therefore, that any responses will amount to something like, Well, dear Isabella and Liam, there's really no need for fear. 
Climate change will bring some challenges, but we can deal with them. After all, even according to the United Nations Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change and its 2018 special report on global warming of 1.5 degrees C, if we did nothing at all to slow global warming, it would only make the average person in the world about 8.66 times wealthier at the end of the century than the average person now, instead of about 8.89 times. And since wealth protects from weather and climate risks so much that even over the last hundred years, the percentage of people dying from extreme weather events each year has fallen by more than 98%, that means that even with that global warming, people will be living longer, healthier, more prosperous lives than ever. Poverty is a far bigger problem than climate change, so we should focus on eliminating that, not trying to control global temperature. No, sensible as that is, it's not the kind of response we'd expect from the climate scientists Weeman chose to quote in her study. Nonetheless, we do find some interesting comments. Jacqueline Osterman of Lamont Doherty began her reply, Climate change will be a major challenge for your generation. While it is already impacting my generation, you will feel the effects with increasing frequency and strength. Unfortunately, my generation is not doing enough to slow down these changes, and it will fall on you to further advance technology and ideology to tackle them. We're all in the same boat, so international agreements will be key. Also, Always keep in mind that efforts to mitigate climate change are inextricably linked with social justice. People who are sick, hungry, or unsafe will not have the privilege to act on climate change. No recognition there that growing wealth through the century, remember the UN IPCC predicts that average income in 2100 will be more than eight times what it is now, that growing wealth will enable people to protect themselves from whatever ill results come from climate change. Rosimar Rios Berrios of NCAR replied, I will tell him that our planet is warming because we have put a blanket of pollution in our atmosphere. I will tell him that climate change is real and it is already causing our weather extremes, such as wildfires and hurricanes, to be more impactful than when I was growing up. I will also tell him that we can slow this down with our everyday actions and with our life choices, such as when we chose to buy an electric vehicle when he was a baby or when we turned to solar power. Above all, I will keep the conversation open, and I will encourage him to talk to his friends and teachers about how our climate is changing and how we can stop it. Everything's about trying to stop it. Nothing about our ability to adapt to it so that even if we do nothing to slow it down, people will be far better off at the end of the century than now. Gunter Legui, also of NCAR, began his reply by reporting a recent encounter with his first grader. One day, my son had a play date with a friend, and they came to my wife and said, When we grow up, we will want an RV, a dog, and not have kids. When we asked why, they responded, because kids contribute to climate change. There was a lot for us to process here, not only to teach our son what climate change is, but also to explain why his existence was not the reason our planet was undergoing the most drastic climatic changes humanity has been facing in the past several decades. We explained to him that Earth has undergone a changing climate since its formation. Well, that's good. Legee continued, this one is special, however, because it is mainly driven by humans' fossil fuel emissions. 
We continued by saying his future will likely be different than the one we have known, and there is still hope to enjoy a happy life on this earth. It might imply a change of behavior and culture. Okay, so that's not so pessimistic as the others. But it still speaks of, quote, drastic climate changes humanity has been facing in the past several decades, despite the fact that the empirical data show no significant upward trends in the frequency or intensity of any extreme weather events. Melissa Burt of Colorado State University replied in part, The way to help relieve these emotions, as she named fear, nervousness, and anxiety, is to do something about the situation. So we think about actions we can do as a family, and by including her in the decision-making, we help ease some of the feelings. We talk about ways that we can decrease the amount of carbon pollution we make. She was very excited when we purchased our electric car. Again, no reference to humanity's amazing ability to adapt. No recognition of the IPCC's forecast that despite unmitigated global warming, people would be more than eight times better off in 2100 than today. No, it's still all about what we can do to slow or stop the warming. And buying an electric car is the example, despite the fact that that's pretty much for the wealthy and that mining all the minerals for that EV and refining them makes its carbon dioxide emissions over its lifetime only slightly lower than a gasoline or diesel burning internal combustion engine, while causing much more harm to the natural world through all that mining and refining. Maybe the most depressing response came from Chris Karnaskas of UC Boulder. I quote at length. It takes energy to drive cars and fly airplanes, turn lights on, cook our food, and heat and cool our buildings. When people use energy that comes from burning fossil fuels, such as coal or oil, it puts something in the atmosphere that makes it harder for the planet to release heat back into space. Those are called greenhouse gases, and a big one is carbon dioxide or CO2. We've put enough of those gases into the atmosphere by now that the planet has started warming up. If we keep doing this, it's going to warm up even more. When the planet warms, other things happen too, such as melting polar ice caps, rising oceans, more wildfires, and stranger hurricanes. Here's the part that is hard for me to tell you. All the people who are adults today, including me, share some of the blame for this problem that we are going to leave you with. Scientists have been trying to warn everyone about this problem for many, many years. If we really started trying to fix it 30 or 40 years ago, it would be easier to fix and some of the bad stuff could be stopped. But we didn't. And here's one big reason why. Some businesses such as those who make and sell the energy would not make as much money if we stopped using their energy. So those businesses hired people who are really good at arguing and tried to confuse people, especially the ones who make decisions. They said things like, global warming isn't really happening, the scientists are lying, or maybe it's happening but not because people are burning fossil fuels. Unfortunately, those tricks have been working on many people. Ah, uh, where to begin? Sure, CO2 is a greenhouse gas and adding it to the atmosphere makes the lower atmosphere warmer. But how much? Though computer climate models suggest anywhere from about 2 to about 6 degrees Celsius per doubling, empirical research suggests instead something on the order of 1 to 1.8 degrees. And Karnauskas doesn't mention that CO2 is only one among many drivers of global average temperature and nowhere near the most important. 
Nor does he mention the absence of significant upward trends in the empirical record, as opposed to climate models, in ice melt, sea level rise, wildfires, and hurricanes. Of course, Karnauskas also ignores the beneficial effect of CO2 in terms of uh, enhancing plant growth. Ah, uh, and then there's the demonizing of those who disagree, particularly those evil fossil fuel companies who say global warming isn't really happening. Uh, none do. Or the scientists are lying. Well, ClimateGate demonstrated that some are. Or maybe it's happening, but not because people are burning fossil fuels. I know of no significant skeptic of climate change catastrophism who denies that fossil fuels have contributed to modern global warming. Perhaps Karnauskas would consider the Ninth Commandment, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. There was one ray of hope among the six. Falco Ute of Encar, Rios Berrios' husband, included in his response, the challenges posed by climate change are real and pressing, but I believe that the apocalyptic views dominating these discussions lack a strong scientific basis. Much of what we see represents the most dramatic studies. It's essential to consider that there are numerous studies showing a much less dire future that are overlooked or underrepresented in the media. By acknowledging the complexity of the issue and taking a balanced approach to the available scientific evidence, we can better understand the challenges ahead and work toward a more optimistic and solution-oriented outlook. Well, now that's refreshing. An NCAR climate scientist who publicly states that, quote, apocalyptic views dominating these discussions lack a strong scientific basis, unquote. Good for him. Okay, so how should we respond to young people fearful about climate change? We should acknowledge up front that human activity is contributing to global warming, but point out that the empirical evidence shows that contribution to be far less than the climate alarmists claim, on the order of one-third to one-fifth, after you correct for the model's exaggeration of climate sensitivity, and for the fact that the alarmists fail to account for the fact that about 40% of the increase in global average temperature— is not really in global average, but due to the failure to adjust the average to make up for, quote, urban heat island effect, unquote. And then we should teach the children that because poverty is a far greater threat than weather and climate to their health and lives, and especially the health and lives of children living in poor countries, and because abundant, high-density, affordable, reliable energy is indispensable to conquering poverty, trying to curb global warming by stopping the use of fossil fuels, which provide nearly 85% of all the energy people use around the world, and replacing them with diffuse, low-density, expensive, unreliable wind and solar, makes no sense and will do far more harm than the tiny amount of global warming we can prevent that way. And finally, we should teach them, as I discussed in a recent episode of Created to Reign, that the fear of the Lord is not only the beginning of wisdom, but also the best antidote to all other fears. Those who fear God need fear nothing else. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode of Created to Reign, please give us a five-star rating and review us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, and recommend us to your friends. Remember, the Cornwall Alliance is a nonprofit ministry dependent entirely on the generous gifts of people like you. 
To support us with a 100% tax-deductible gift, go to cornwallalliance.org slash donate. When you do, as our way of saying thanks, we'll send you an educational resource from our online store absolutely free. Just mention Surprise Gift when you donate. Thanks again, and God bless. <music>